Welcome back to the Golf Digest Fantasy Fix Podcast. I'm Alex Myers, and as always, I'm joined by Joel Beal. And, you know, it's a really exciting week uh, on tap. We have the Farmers Insurance Open, which is kind of the real unofficial start to the season, especially because, obviously, we have Tiger Woods playing in his first official PGA Tour event, or at least his first full field event in more than 17 months. It's a great field at Torrey Pines. And um, I don't know, Joel, we're, we're pretty excited about this week, huh? Yeah, you see a lot of people on Twitter mentioning it's the opening day, really, the PGA Tour. Yeah. Um, but just being – not everyone's here, obviously. Rory's hurt. hurt. Um, Jordan Spieth's not playing. But sure. other than that, anyone who really draws the eyes on the television at least is playing. So, And it helps that Torrey Pines, is just, it's a great course, at least, especially from a viewer standpoint. So, yep. no, you know, no offense, obviously, to the – to Hawaii events or last week's the Karibo Challenge, but yeah, this is kind of when things get going on the PGA Tour. Yeah, and and the you mentioned the Career Builder Challenge. Obviously, there was a lot of intrigue there with another fifty nine by Adam Hadwin. It seems like we're on fifty nine watch now, twenty four seven. And you have Hudson Swafford winning his first event, which is kind of a nice story because he'd never finished better than T eight. But really, if we're being honest, uh, if you're looking at that leaderboard on Sunday and how it finished, it, it wasn't the sexiest of leaderboards. So. Um, no offense to anyone there. It was a great tournament, obviously, uh, pretty exciting. But, yeah, we're, we're, I think everybody's been circling this week on the calendar for some time. And now we're really circling this marquee pairing that we just got word of. Tiger Woods, Jason Day, and Dustin Johnson will play together the first two rounds. Obviously, Tiger has won this event eight times. Um, he's Tiger Woods. We don't need to say anything else about him. Jason Day is number one in the world. Dustin Johnson's the reigning PGA Tour Player of the Year. Uh, that's a pretty uh, strong pairing for for an early season event. What do you What do you think? It's funny. Tiger Woods is probably the shortest hitter in that bunch. <laughs> that's he was right. Outdriving Ricky Fowler by 15 and 20 yards of the Hero World yep, Challenge. Yep. Yep. So, and um, obviously the names will draw in, but yeah, I mean each guy kind of has their own storyline. Obviously Tiger has a few, but um, Dustin played really well uh, last week. It'll be interesting to see how that transfers on the overseas trip. Um, and Day really, you know, he. I think a lot of issues are still, or a lot of people still have questions about him. Um, how his back's going to hold up? Yeah. So when he's when he's at his best, no one's better. But um, it's funny how these, you know, four or five big names in golf, he seems to be the one where everyone's really kind of worried to see what these next two or three months are going to be. So yeah, this is a course that he's played well out in the past. That day that is, and um, yeah, I think we're all just wanting to see what he really has in store. Well, with that, let's uh, jump into our picks for the Farmers Insurance Open, and then I, I want to also. Uh, talk do a little strategy session for our our big fantasy draft which is on wednesday night i want to get joel and i have a combined team i think hopefully people will find it interesting it's it's a very cool league we'll explain it a little more in a second but let's start with the farmer's insurance and we've we've already talked about jason day Um, he's right at the top of my list this week you mentioned there were some questions he had the back injury um, like his kind of you know, mentor Tiger Woods. Now he gets to play with him. Uh, I saw earlier already at his press conference, he, he already said that, I don't know if he knew about the pairing yet, but he said he wanted to play with him late on Sunday as well. That would be great, obviously. I don't think we're we're going to get too greedy or get ahead of ourselves. We're, we're just happy to see Tiger playing at all. But but I think Jason Day is, uh, is feeling pretty good when he's saying things like that. I think he is going to love the challenge and the, the you know, to get getting to play with Tiger again. I, I know maybe last year there was probably a time where he probably even questioned if that could happen again. And 
I think he's going to want to put on a show for him. And, and you mentioned that um, he's played well here. Obviously, he won here in 2015, also T2 in 2014. Um, you know, this win a couple years ago was really what, what springboarded him to that incredible season, uh, really the breakout season for him. So uh, Jason Day is, you know, obviously it's, you know, you're never going out on a limb when you're taking the number one player in the world. But uh, I, I do like Jason Day, especially this week. I think the one thing to watch will be how, how he does hold up, um, especially, and you're going to hear this probably throughout our podcast throughout the week, is there's some really bad conditions expected, um, especially with uh, the, the, uh, the rain and it's supposed to be some really heavy rough. When Day gets in there, it's going to be interesting to see how his back reacts, if he's going to be hesitant to really go after it. So, um, yeah, it would be great to see if he puts the top ten, but I think really a good litmus test for Jason Day is walking away healthy this week. Wow. Well, well. I, I'm a little more bullish on him. I'm a little more <laughs> bullish on him than you are. Then, <laughs> who's who's your uh, top play this week? Guy I'm leading off with is Justin Rose, who doesn't have a great track record here. Um, has a handful of missed cuts. Um, and speaking of back issues, it was only a month ago that Rose had to drop out of the Hero World Challenge. Right. Um, kind of with a similar aimant. However, it's really hard to ignore that second place finish at the Sony Open just a few weeks back. And despite the iffy pass results here at Torrey Pines. His game is just tailored for this course. Um, but mm. by the way, I don't know if you saw that photo of Rose wearing his gold medal again this week, this time holding up the U.S. Open trophy. I would really love if just going forward, Rose had that medal and Rose just kind of brazened on his shirt, you know, similar to how people wear the printed, printed uh, tuxedo T-shirts. <laughs> saying it could be an idea. It could save his neck a little bit of weight. But yeah, yeah I'm going with Justin Rose as, as my main guy this week. All right, all right. Um, no, that's interesting. I did not see that. And we know he loves – being the gold medalist, and the best part about that is that he can say it for another three-plus years. So it's, uh, it's a nice uh, tournament to win. I'm going with another former winner here next, um, and actually that's kind of going to be a trend for me. But, but Brant Snedeker, uh, you know, not only has he won here before, he's had a bunch of high finishes, and I'm thinking it looks like the weather is actually going to be pretty similar to what it was last year with really high winds. Uh, as we saw last year, Snedeker actually posted a number late on Sunday. Uh, the final groups were not able to finish. They came back the next day. No one was able to catch him. So, he, you know, he was able to get out early. Uh, it's not that he avoided the wind. He, believe me, he played in, in some tough wind. But we've seen uh, with the, his track record also at the British Open that this is a guy who, who doesn't mind the wind that much. Um, he's a great early season player for whatever reason. And uh, he's another guy I, I'd like to get off to uh, a good start this year. Yeah, he, he definitely he, – he, his game speaks up when things kind of go south. And I think what really is a testament to his game here is that you mentioned he's won twice and he's run in two totally different conditions. So where some of these guys, you know, obviously they have reports with the course, but the fact that he's done it in two very similar uh, – different two different environments, I should say, mm -hmm. I think really speaks to him as a, as a – had a lot of confidence going into this week. Yeah. Who else do you like? I'm going next with Hideki Matsuyama. You know, that's a name mm -hmm. who's kind of cooled down in the past couple of weeks thanks to the feats of Justin Thomas, but still the second-highest player in the world. Um, ranked seventh in strokes, gained tee to green at first in scoring and second in birdie average. Again, if the weather and conditions are truly as bad as forecast, well, I think Matsuyama fits that bill, too. He ranks eighth in scrambling from the rust and second from 30 yards. And then some people might worry about his high putting numbers, but I think that's really a number that's predicated off of his close approach shots. Really, if you look at his putting, he ranks sixth in total putting. I think that that really says just how close he's putting these pro shots. 
I know it's not flashy to pick a really big name like Matsuyama, but yeah. I think it's also a smart pick this week. Yeah, no, I mean, cooling off for him at this point is finishing second. So that's that's how hot he's been. Um, again, for me, my, my third guy, another former winner here, that's Scott Stallings, guy who's really under the radar uh, because he, he had that whole issue with the, the banned substance. Uh, it, it didn't really seem like he was doing anything malicious or anything, but he got caught, he got suspended. Uh, he served the suspension. He came back. Didn't have a great season really last year, but uh, you know this is a guy who who's a multiple-time winner on the PGA Tour, and for whatever reason he loves this course. In addition to that win, he has a, a playoff loss also at Torrey Pines. So you know he's a guy who, if you're looking down the line at a cheap option, especially if you're doing a, a DraftKings, uh, I really like Scott Stallings this week. I'm with you. He, he's a guy who, just off his price point alone, is a really high ceiling. And kind of someone also in that category, uh, at least in terms of cost, is Shane Lowry. Um, mm-hmm. Somewhat strange because Blake Scalling, he's a very nice track record here. He had a seventh place last year and a T13 two seasons ago. Kind of similar to Snedeker, that the fact that he's had these two good performances and really different weather environments speaks to how well he likes, you know, how well he plays at Torrey Pines. Mm-hmm. He doesn't do anything that great. He ranked. 22nd, I believe, in strokes gained off the tee last year. But aside from that, nothing great. But he's also not bad, at least from anything, a statistical standpoint. So I like guys who are really sound across the board when the weather gets bad. It shows you that they can kind of tough through it. Um, Lowry only has one career PGA Tour victory. So, you know, with the solid field, it's not going to be easy to yeah. have that second win. But, again, kind of like Stallings at that price point, he offers a really high ceiling. But, right, and it was a big one. It was one of those – you know, obviously the Bridgestone event, uh, which I think is a similar, at least in scoring conditions, type tournament where, you know, 10 under probably gets it done this week. You know, it's not going to be one of these shootouts like we've seen the last couple weeks. Um, so, yeah, no, that's, that's uh, he falls in line with that. Uh, another guy, the, the last guy I want to highlight is Brooks Kepka, And we've been talking about the rough. It, it, it has rained a lot in the san diego area recently i know because my parents have been uh, moaning about it because it it hasn't rained basically since they moved there six years ago but it's finally they're finally getting some uh, bad weather i feel really bad for them and um anyway i think driving is going to be a key this week you mentioned that thick rough these are long courses uh particularly the south course which obviously the players will if they make the cut they'll play that course three times you only play the north course once uh, and, and you know, it's tough to find a better driver of the golf ball these days than Brooks Kepka. Obviously, there were some questions about his ankle throughout the Ryder Cup, uh, but he played well that week at Hazeltine. He came back in the fall. He finished second at the Shriners. He won an event in Japan. And, uh, you know, this will be his 2017 debut, but I have no, you know, concerns really about rust or anything like that. This is a talented player. Um, he had a breakout year last year. I only think he's going to have a better year this year. Yeah, I think it's fine. I think people were expecting more from Kepka, at least in terms of wins, wins last year. Yet you look across the board, he basically did everything we yep. could have won. And I think that his ceiling's only going to get better. Yep. And I think especially with that Ryder Cup experience under his belt, I think the guy really is poised for, for big things this year. Um, and really, if you look at his price point, I don't think people have caught on to that. So mm-hmm. get, get him while you can. Um, yeah. Kind of wrapping up, my last guy in the lineup is Ricky Fowler. who Again, big name off the, off the top of your head, but Obviously, his past performances from you know past year maybe not say that, but really, if you dig deeper, he actually wasn't as bad as we thought last year. He ranked eighth in strokes against Tia Green, um, and he's really good from the approaches from the rough as well. So 
Torrey Pines doesn't have the best track record here, but I don't think that really should, you know, Dieter Fantasy players from picking solid this week. The only real concern mentioned earlier with Dustin Johnson is maybe some possible jet lag from playing overseas, but the way these guys travel, I'd be surprised that equates to yeah. a rough go for Ricky. Um, again, from if the weather's as bad as it is and the rough is as high as it is, you're in one a guy who a good iron player who's long off the tee and keeps it relatively straight. I think that's something that took Fowler. And he also happens to be the Farmers Insurance uh, sponsor. All those commercials, the Romantic Squirrel, you know the ones I'm talking about, Joel. So I mean, I, I, this is not a shot to Ricky, but uh, what's his name? J.K. Simmons is that yeah, J.K. Simmons. That's Oscar I, for Whiplash. Yeah, yeah. Talk about time great actor. Of, you know, a little bit of a fall. You won the Oscar, then you're yeah. going Farmers Insurance. Yeah. So, well, I, you mentioned buying low on Kepka still. I think Farmers Insurance bought low on J.K. Simmons because I think they they signed him. <laughs> Before he won that Oscar, and you're right, it is weird to see a, such a highly regarded actor doing those commercials. But they're pretty good commercials. Uh, got a Ricky, you know, he hasn't really been given that many lines yet, but he'll he'll grow. He'll grow into the role. Uh, I can't I can't not ask you for a Tiger Woods prediction. Um, I'll, I'll go mine. I'll give mine first. I, I think he will make the cut. I think he'll, you know be up in the top 25 for a couple days and then I think he'll kind of fall back uh, the four rounds going to be tough he, hacking it out of the rough is going to be tough I think he finishes somewhere in the T40 range I'm not I'm not that optimistic about his chances this week I do like him making the cut though and, and I think again we have these a totally different way of judging Tiger these days I think that would be a successful um, return to a full field event yeah, and like you mentioned, I know it seems weird because he did come back to the hero, but yeah, again, limited field and not actually event. This is his first time playing right. in front of a real crowd. And, right, right. Um, which, you know, what's, that's even for a guy like Tiger Woods, that takes a little bit of acclimation. So, Good point. Um, I'm not as bored. I think he does make the cut, but I think it's going to be right on the line. Um, mm-hmm. Big thing for me is just going to be the driving. Yeah, uh, yeah it, it's just, but the rough is, you know, his his game out, out of the rough, at least in terms of approach, is not the greatest at least the last, you know, four or five years. Um, he has to keep keep the ball somewhere in the, in the fairway. Um, but you know, this also has to be a place of, if if I can't think of a better place to come back if you're Tiger Woods, obviously the eight wins. Yep. Um, here, everyone knows about. If 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 you're going to think any type of success is going to happen, this would be the place to do it. Yep. Guy has a a decent track record, so to say. Um, now let's talk about something really important, and that, of course, is our fantasy golf draft. Wednesday night, Joel and I are in a fantasy league. Um, it's really cool. Last year was our first year. Our team is called Masters of None. Just a quick summary of the league. It's, it's, um, it's a draft. It's not an auction. It's a snake draft with keepers. You can only keep guys who were picked after the third round, though. And, um, you know, so everybody – Everybody has a different team, which I like. I don't, you know, unlike the Yahoo games or the DraftKings where everybody's picking Hideki Matsuyama uh, every week, you know, this is a little different. You, you have your own team. Uh, you're subbing guys in and out throughout the season. And uh, Joel and I, since we missed the playoffs last year, unfortunately, we have a high pick this year. We have the third pick. And, Joel, I don't know what, what about you, but I think a couple weeks ago we were probably eyeing uh, – Jordan Spieth probably in that spot, but I, I don't know. What do you think now? You think uh, is uh, Rory McIlroy going to fall? What, what what are you thinking? I think it's funny. We now this league we're in. It's a lot with a uh, lot of fellow golf riders, and 
as much as fans like Rory, I think golf riders oh. uh, have an extra little bit of kick for him. So yep. it, I would I would have bet two weeks ago Rory would have been the number one pick. 100%. Now not so much. I, th- I think it's going to be Dustin. It's going to come down to who that second pick is. It's either going to be – I think it's going to be Rory, but okay. I can also see someone going for Spieth, which then leads us in a weird position for either – or I'm sorry, either Rory or Jason Day. You can maybe make a case for Matsuyama, but yeah. man, and it's tough. The, the way it, it, I never like in any type of fantasy league picking a guy who's already hurt, but it'd just be really, really tough to watch the rest of the year, especially if he does what we think he's going to do—a pass on Rory. Right. Um, man, that's, but that, that said, my high roots are also calling Jason Day, so this is going to be something we're going to be fighting to the last second, and I think we're going to be upset no matter what we do. Probably because, and again, it's funny. The draft is always late January, and the season doesn't start till the Phoenix Open. And unfortunately, last year we had the draft before this event. But again, this event was just a practice, quote unquote practice. And we had Brant Snedeker, and of course he won, so we didn't get any credit for that. So, again, hopefully at least this time, we won't pick the guy who wins this week because we we want to save those wins as much as possible. But um, no, I, I think I've, I think if Rory's there at three, we have to take him. The upside is just too great. But I agree with you. I do think he will still go in the top two. Um, these guys love him even more than, than we do. And um, if that's the case, you know, I'm happy with um, with Jordan Spieth probably at three. I, I I would probably lean Jason Day. I know you're more concerned about his injuries than I am. Uh, but either way, you can't go wrong. I, I think the key was having a top four pick. No disrespect to Matsuyama, who's number five. I think he's going to have a big year too, but I think there is a drop-off between four and five, and then I think there's an even bigger drop-off between five and six. So we were just happy to get in that top four, um, and uh, we'll see what happens. But then looking down the, the line with 12 teams down the league, that means we won't pick again till number 22. And I looked last year on the FedEx Cup – sorry, on the money list – and that would give us someone like Emiliano Grillo, uh, Brooks Kepka, or Daniel Berger, which I'm happy with that. Then we'd pick 27, which would be uh, last year was J.B. Holmes. And then it goes down to 46, which was Harris, Harris English, and 51, John Curran. So, you know, you gotta you got to hit big with those first uh, couple picks. Yeah, what it basically comes down to is your number one needs to perform, who for us last year was Patrick Reed Hill. Yeah. Had a really good year. The right. only issue was that he did really well when our fantasy season was basically over exactly. or I hadn't started counting yet. Right. So yeah, kind of rubbed there the wrong way. And then you mentioned the Snedeker pick. Uh, you basically need your number one guy to perform, and then your second or third pick needs to kind of jump up a notch. Yeah. So uh, it really is a fun league. It's it's something that uh, the great Shane Ryan uh, yeah. tries. So hopefully he can uh, share his blueprint with the rest, the rest of the world and people can catch on. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, it, it's funny, though. You mentioned – uh, you know, if Rory goes to, it's almost acted like you were having to talk yourself into speech. Talk about a, a change of the year. Last I year, know. he was number clear number one guy. Now we're talking about someone who could be three in the fourth pick. And he's still, still someone who won three times last year and finished 3-3 three, three to start his uh, 2017 season. So I think it just really speaks to how deep the top four or five guys in the world are playing right now. Yeah, and, and you're right. And um, he's kind of been overlooked what he's already done this season. He's been amazing. It's just Justin Thomas, his buddy, has outshone everybody. And I guess I, I shouldn't have said about the big drop from five to six. If, if Justin Thomas really is this good, then who knows? Maybe he won't even be there with when we have the third pick. But, um, you know, I'm obviously 
it's tough to switch so quickly. Obviously, Justin Thomas, what he's done, three wins and five starts is incredible. But you still have to give these other guys more credit for doing it for at least a couple years. Uh, but, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. We'll see. Um, our, our, keeper, our keepers are Matthew Fitzpatrick, who we got as a free agent? No. Late pick? No, I think he was one of our last picks. Though. Last picks. Okay, but you're right. He counts as our last pick, which is amazing to have. But then our other guy was a, a toss-up guy, uh, Brendan Steele, with the fifth-round pick. So we do not have our fifth-round pick, uh, which would be the 51st pick, I think. Yes, 51st pick. We will not have that. We will have Brendan Steele at 10, which, again, John Curran was 51st last year in the money list. If you wanted to use that, I would definitely take Brendan Steele over John Curran. So it was a toss-up, but uh, we, we like Steele. He's obviously already won this fall. Of course, it doesn't count for us, but um, – those were kind of the tough decisions we had to make. We couldn't keep Patrick Reed, um, even though I don't think we would have anyway because we, we wanted one of these really high picks. There's also a 20% chance that you'll be at the computer before I am. You'll have a couple drinks, and I'll see that we have, well, Bill Haas. <laughs> hey, 22nd pick, actually. That that could be pretty good. Maybe 27. You'd be happy with him uh, at 27, right? Come on. He's a top 30 player. Let's, let's not have this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, anyway, guys, thank thank you for listening. Uh, we will be back next week to give you an update of what actually happened in the draft. Hopefully, we will all have enjoyed some great golf at Torrey Pines, uh, especially from that marquee group. Uh, see, be interesting to see what happens with Tiger Woods. We'll talk about him, of course, and uh, and everything else. So, thank you for listening. Please subscribe to us on iTunes if you haven't done so already, and we'll see you next week.